Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. Hi, this is Amy. And I'm Jen. And tonight we are here talking to you about the best bachelors. <laughs> Episode one. So it's like the whole season in um, a two hour plus one hour of commercials episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're just like, if you haven't started watching this, FYI, you should totally check it out on one of your streaming devices because it's three hours in the TV guide, but it's only two hours and four minutes on Hulu. It's seriously, like I watched it in both places, like I was seeing both places and it's seriously an hour of commercial. It's well, and Hulu has commercial. Right, they have a couple, they have shorter ones. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's not even two hours. So if you're like, oh, I can't sit for three hours of shows, either A, DVR it so you can fast forward through the commercials or B, watch it on some place where you can stream it and they have shorter stints of commercial. Yeah, and this is just like a shameless plug for Hulu. Meanwhile, they are not paying me for this. They do a countdown of how long the commercial is going to be. So like, it's gotten to a point and my husband laughs at me, but like, I'll be like, oh, it's a 90 second commercial. Like I have plenty of time to go to the bathroom and grab ice cream and be back on the couch. And uh, other places don't do that. So yeah. shout out to Hulu. Yay, Hulu. Um, so, and then just so you know, I am a bachelor virgin or I just cashed in my bachelor V card for this particular review. Congratulations. So, uh, apparently it's been on for a hundred seasons. I don't know how many seasons it's been on, but I have not watched a one. So. And I watched, I don't think I watched the first season, which with, was this guy named Alex, I think. But I, I remember I watched the finale and then I was totally hooked um, for a while and watched every season. And then of late, I sort of pick and choose based on the major players, whether I'm, I'm willing to devote my time to it. Um, it is quite a commitment for those of you that watch, you know, it's like five hours a week or something, or maybe yeah, it just it's, crazy. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's so interesting because whoever watches it is like gung-ho into it. And I, I am not judging. I watch every single Real Housewives that there is out there. I don't care where they live. I am watching it. And that's a big <laughs> commitment also. And I was saying to my husband that like I get a little sad when I run out of my my housewife shows for the week. Like I feel like a dip in my excitement for the week. Um, so like I'm all into that. Mind. I just never got wrapped up in this. And I think I definitely think there's some things in the premise that kept me from watching it. Okay. Um, so we're gonna start off talking about that, just like reactions about the premise of the show, and then we're gonna dive into this particular recap. So I have questions about how this show runs in general. So Jen's going to just kind of fill me in on here. So if you guys are um, bachelor, ba bachelor, bachelors, bachelor virgins <laughs> as well, bachelor, bachelors. Um, what is that? What's a bachelor, bachelor? I feel like it's something of, I hear the word vagina in there. <laughs> bachelor, bachelors. Oh, now I do. I was like, what are you talking about? I was I like, trying to say virgin and bachelor. bachelor. <laughs> would be someone who's like willing to explore it but not ready to commit. <laughs> <But that's> not... 
<laughs> That's not what you were saying. Right. If you have yet to cash in your Bachelor V card, I don't know if this review is going to make you want to. However, <laughs> we, you know, we're going to come here for the next few weeks and, and recap the Bachelor shows. And the way that we do it, as always, is we, we talk about the show in general, but we also talk about the themes that we see coming out of the show in terms of like how women act and men act when they are dating. Yeah, and, and kind of what it, it reveals to us as the viewers in terms of how we might act in our own relationships or have perceived what we should do in a relationship or how a relationship should function as a result of uh, being exposed to or brainwashed by these particular um, shows, uh, reality, TV experiences, movies, that have been a part of our lives. Yeah, and Bachelor has been around for quite some time. So some of you guys have grown up with it, um, depending on what your what age you are right now. So we always talk about when you're watching things, especially when, I mean, whenever, but especially when you're younger, things kind of get in there, messages get in there. And if you've been watching The Bachelor since you were younger, um, up until now, then we're gonna be kind of pulling apart some messages that are being sent. Yeah, I was 18 when uh, the show came out, and um, I was a freshman in college, and I remember it was like the thing to do is like a bunch of, it was generally women, but a bunch of women would get together and like screen the season together. And again, I, I think I mentioned, I, I saw the finale of that first season, but not anything prior, because it took a while for this to like gain momentum. That might have just been in Oklahoma, I don't know, maybe it was like really popular from the beginning everywhere else. But I remember as the season continued, people got more and more invested. So, so I watched the finale and like had a friend being like, this is what's going on. And then I was kind of hooked as a, a, after uh, that particular season. I like that. So if there's like a social component. Yeah. 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 There's like viewing parties. Yeah. I, or, I don't mind. I mean, I think that's fine. Um, I think the show, the premise of the show, though, to, to dive right in here, yeah. is messed up. Like, it is literally what we always talk about as, like, a like a Hail Mary, thank God, is not the case where we're all vying after the same person. You know, we always talk about on, we've, on multiple occasions, we've talked about how the people, Jen, whoever Jen is attracted to is different than who I'm attracted to, and thank God for that, because then, or else it would be like that that Love Potion 99, where it's a whole, you know, army of women chasing after one guy. And then they made a show where a whole army of women are chasing after one guy. Yeah, it's, it's so, so absolutely, you're capitalizing on one of the major problems of this show. And the fact that um, kind of connected to that, and I don't, this, this isn't really explored in the, in the Sean Lowe episode, but when you watch, you have this understanding that the, the bachelor or bachelorette and all of the contestants are not allowed to have communication with their families. They're required to leave their jobs for, I, I believe it's a period of like six or eight weeks. Um, no technology, no books, no social media, no um, newspapers, magazines, etc. They are completely isolated and their only entertainment is each other. 
especially for the contestants, which kind of to why there's so much like drama. Because there's nothing it's else so to do. Right. It's so messed up. Like it's Yeah. You know, if if we were um it's so messed up when you think, and I know that I, this is my first time, so I haven't seen The Bachelorette, so at least there is a time where they flip it, but watching 25 women who are only allowed to date one guy and one guy be allowed to date and pick through 25 women makes me kind of sick to my stomach. And I'm like, who agreed to sign up for this shit? Like, it's just, it's not that, talk about scarcity mindset for these women. Like they're, that's all you got, you know? Like I feel like, I don't know, I kind of, you know, we'll get into Tierra, but like, n- no wonder why she was, she was going batshit crazy while she was there. I don't know how I would have kept my sanity and like my calm in that situation. I think Jen froze. Cause I can't hear her. Wait, I'm gonna see. Jen is totally frozen right now. You can't see her if you're listening to the podcast, but I'm just watching her face be frozen. I'm making a circle around it. Let's see if we can text her. And we're back. We've found Jen, retrieved her, brought her back to the Zoom. Welcome back, Jen. Uh, thank you so much. I miss you. <laughs> Um, so I, I, what I was going to say, and I don't know if I said any of this before, but I think the whole idea of taking away like entertainment, connection to family, social media, uh, books, movies, like entertainment for me, it's a, it's a mental health thing. Um, why do they, I get to some level, I get the not being able to communicate with the outside world. But if you brought like a couple of books with you or you're going to watch a movie with like even the other like housemates, like why can't you do that? I, I'm like almost positive this is true because I listened to a podcast with Ashley Spivey who was on a different season, but she talked to, she's like an avid reader and she talks about how she couldn't bring any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the point is that they want all of these people like to congregate and to create TV. Um, Someone who's always reading by themselves doesn't make for good TV, which is totally what I would be doing. (laughs) But but like- So you can give them parameters, be like, you have to be socializing from this time to this time, but then what about going to bed at night? Like you can read a little when, when they're done rolling. Well, and that's, that to me is the, the biggest problem with the show is how manufactured the, the drama really is. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second, but like, you, as you and I coach, we say, live your life while you date. Don't stop seeing your family, seeing your friends, doing the things you love, um, reading the books, going to the museums, going to the movies, doing all the things, traveling, whatever because that is you, that's what makes you, you, and that's what he's gonna fall in love with. So the idea that these women and men, when it's a bachelorette season, are supposed to just completely cut off all of these other limbs of their life and hopelessly devote themselves to the process of this one singular person mm-hmm. creates a mental health problem to me. Like, you have no outlet. 
Yeah, and, and it also creates the 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 breeding ground for potential incompatibility post show because there's yeah. no integration. There's no you know understanding of what that other person's. Although we get a lot more of their lives, and I felt like we got of at least Sean Lowe's life. You know, um, I feel like there was a lot more of them that because they're explaining because they're presenting themselves to him so he can pick them. It's just so picky. <laughs> Yeah, we learn about them through their relationships with the other contestants, too. Whereas Sean's, like, on his own little island. Yeah, what does um, he do when he goes home? Is he allowed to read a book? No. Oh, my God. I, don't well, I, would, I, would, I would go insane. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What, what, what do you do? Oh, no, she froze again. Okay. We've retrieved Jen. She's now in a new room. There was like a black hole in the room that she was in. No internet connection whatsoever. So we both agreed that we would go completely insane, if, especially if I was Sean. Yeah, which, which I think speaks to the difficulty that that whoever the bachelor or bachelorette has in this process because you have no sounding board yeah um, you're being asked to make this like decision this this life decision in like six weeks or eight weeks um and and it kind of makes sense why so few of these relationships have actually panned out um and and yeah. led to marriage Given. Well, perfect all I mean even if the even if the situation was perfected right yeah so if we had you know more of like a like a dating scenario where it's I don't know it would it would look different it would look like how we date in the real world which is a more perfected uh, um, possibility in terms of like finding somebody but if the real world dating like where you you up your numbers and you do it with ease or whatever was being televised and people were able to like comment in on your every move and make mean comments about how you look and how you're acting and you have cameras following you around that would still screw up your chances like right you know like I, I'm just thinking that when you know I guess at, at some point they talk about at some point when you're being followed around with the camera you kind of maybe forget that it's there but I don't think I can completely be myself if I know that everything that I'm going to say can potentially end up in a show for like millions of viewers to watch and to scrutinize and to pull apart you know yeah and I think I think that even speaks to you know that that like ultimately the the bachelor bachelorette chooses the one person that they want to be with and then after they've chosen each other the show is uh is aired so they're having to watch back their relationship and like all the people they rejected along the way. And they could come to find out that like the person that they picked completely duped them and is like, you know, psychotic or is that, has that happened? Um, I, I, I w certainly wouldn't say psychotic. I, you know, I don't know that we like have the diagnoses of people, but there definitely have been people that have been chosen um where it was kind of like all of america was like really <laughs> that person 
Um, or, or even times where it almost felt like the person chosen for bachelor or bachelorette, everyone was like, like who would want to be with this person? Right. I'm wondering also like looking back, like if I were the woman who was chosen, looking back at how he speaks to the other women on all his dates, I'd be like, what you were saying that to her two days before you when we went on a date like later that night and you were saying that shit to me like i'd be like oh my god like the sincerity which i, I and jen and i talked about this a little bit before so again first time ever seeing it sean seemed lovely to me there was not really an ickiness factor that i picked up on with him again yeah. i knew very little about him um and i learned very little about him watching this episode like i didn't really <laughs> learn anything but he didn't there was no like sly, he seemed genuine. Like there were no like major red flags and things that he said that, that came up for me. Um, except for the fact that he was, and he's made to by this show, essentially like go from dating multiple women to like the next day being engaged to somebody. Like yeah, to have someone walk up to you. And, yeah, for someone to, to have someone walk up to you and be like, I'm, I'm in love with you. Like, if you asked me to marry you, I would say yes. And he's like, bye, I'm marrying somebody else. Like, it's, you know, like, it's so fucked up. Like, yeah. how does that yeah, not mess I, with you? And I, and, and this is always a part of the show. Like, that, I wrote down that I think he has like 12 hours. It might be closer to 24 between seeing the women and deciding who he's going to marry. Um, and and same goes for when it's the bachelorette show so that is just mind-boggling <laughs> yeah like at the end when he is well at the end when he i don't know if this is skipping ahead but when he spoiler alerts in this when we're talking about this obviously i'm going to be talking about like the end we're not necessarily going straight through so at the end he has these two women right that he's he's going to be choosing between and um Lindsay is walking up to the potential altar or he where he's going to propose right and you hear her voiceover and she's just like um she said something like today is going to be the best day of my life today yeah. is the day that I'm going to get engaged I'm feeling really calm, but I'm really, I'm getting excited. Like, so sure. Yeah. Because of whatever conversations they had prior, so sure that she is the one. And I then, when Sean starts crying, when he like says like, I have to say goodbye to you or whatever, I feel like, I wrote that I feel like he's crying like, like a kid when a kid starts crying because they're admitting that they lied or did something wrong. You know, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like, I'm sorry, I was such a shitty person. I had to because of this show. But basically, I really dragged it along and now I have to admit to you the fact that it wasn't, it's not you. But I said all this shit to make you think that it was. Like, I just feel like, boo, what, what is this, ABC? Like, yeah, ABC. There's a real icky, I mean, and I know that the women who are signing up or the men who are signing up, they're... Adults, they've seen this show before. At this point, it's been on for many seasons. So they know what they're signing up for when they sign up. 
and I'm sure they have ulterior motives also for like to be, to have notoriety or to be, yeah. you know, influencers, but, and, and that's where I kind of like, I stay calm in it because I'm like, oh, well they're on for other reasons, like for advancement in their careers or whatever. Um, but I didn't feel like he was, I didn't feel like the tears were cause he felt so bad that he had to do this. I felt like, I felt like the tears were because he knew what he was doing was shitty. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're tapping into really a hallmark of the show, um, which doesn't speak well of it, but also probably the number one thing that fans and super fans alike hate slash love about the show. Um, it's, it's obvious to just about everyone after they've watched like two or three episodes, how much the producers massage and manipulate what's happening on the show. Mm. Um, and some of that is the creator. Um, I believe he's the, he's the creator. His name is Mike Fleiss. And there are message boards upon message boards, upon wikis, upon blogs, upon name it basically denouncing this guy and saying that he is just such a piece of trash because he he creates this world it's it's very like Truman show esque yes. where um basically everyone who goes on it and they're willingly going on it is being manipulated um including the the bachelor bachelorette and so it's possible that what you saw Sean, you know, he really is like sort of, he's, he's embarrassed or ashamed that he's had to lie to her, but he also is like, probably, I, I mean, like, not to make light of PTSD, but like a little bit experiencing like, oh my God, this is such a big moment. And like the things I've had to do and say to get to this moment to propose to a woman that I'm pretty sure I love, like has felt icky to me, um, is, is, is a huge part of the viewing of the show. It's like, you really have to suspend your disbelief of human decency um, when you watch this because of how much it is obvious has been manipulated or massaged for your viewing pleasure. Um, yeah, and I guess like that's where I go back to. Well, they're adults, so at this point, at this stage of the game, if you agree to sign up for this, it it's informed consent at this point. Yeah, you know, that that they're choosing to do it. So I guess I can't. I don't know what season Sean Lowe was on. I imagine the first season was pretty shitty for whoever those women were on it um, when it's first rolling out. But but seasons beyond there, you have some clue. Like when you sign up, if you sign up for Survivor and then you're like, wait, I have to like poop in the ocean? What are you talking about? You'd be like, duh, it's been around for years and years. Like, you know that like, it's going to be shitty. Like they're going to be like, have like they, they revealed enough about the show and what you go through that, you know, shame on you if you haven't done your due diligence. Yeah. And, just, and, and you're bringing up something that I think is really interesting. That would actually make me more interested to watch the first like two or three seasons because now when I watch it, it's like, I feel like I'm playing like Where's Waldo, but like I'm playing it with like um, cosmetic surgery. <laughs> like I'm like, 
who doesn't have lip fillers? Like I'm like watching it and like paying attention to that. But I think the original series was not intended to be like that. And possibly even the first few seasons, like the women and men might've actually been a little bit more like natural and were going on truly for the sake of love. Um, and, and I, and I do want to say not all contestants go on for the sake of like, you know, upping their Instagram follower count, but it definitely feels like that the longer and longer the show is on and the more social media is a part of our daily life. Yeah. I would say, um, just from the recommendation of, of a dating coach for our listeners, if you are looking for love, we do not recommend that you apply to be on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette to find it. It's not, it's not, there are so many better ways to find it. So if you are looking for love and you feel like The Bachelor is your last hope, then reach out to us and we'll tell you other ways where, you know, it's not going to mess with you. You're not going to have PTSD. You don't have to hang out with, with all the women who are vying against the same guy as you, which just is ridiculous, you know? Um, and it really sets up the situation where you're, because it's a, there's the competitive nature to it, yeah. where you're more likely to say what he might want to hear rather than say what you actually think when you're with him. And, and then to sort of like add as a layer, you also have the fact that I'm pretty sure 24 seven you are allowed to be filmed, which means they then take all that footage of you, they edit you down to the, the stereotype or the trope that they would like to present to the world. And then that is who you are in the relationship. So- Right, and then even if you walk away without the relationship, now you've become a character yes. that everybody in the world can make comments about and criticize kind of like what we're going to do in a second. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was like, and literally that is what we are going to do. But more from a place of like, not even like you're a bad person or you're a whatever. It's like, here are the things we notice these women are relying on in their dating patterns. Yes. We're going to, that's what we're going to start picking apart now. So I feel like we've done our due diligence in terms of talking about some of the holes. I'm sure more will come up, but some of the this doesn't work. So like, should you, even if you're not on The Bachelor, um, get together with like 24 of your closest women friends and pick the hottest guy you guys could possibly find and then all date him and see who he chooses? Mm. No, you shouldn't do it on TV or off TV. <laughs> That's not I'm a recommendation. Laughing. I'm laughing so hard because like when you give us an analogy like that, it really is like, oh it's my God, asinine. the show is so fucked up. It's so asinine. And live with them and live with your best friends while you're dating him. Oh. And he knows that you guys all know that he's dating all of you. <laughs> it's just so mess. It's just totally messy. It's just messy. It's a, it's uh. not, it's not, it's not going to work. Um, and I found out you don't even get... I was under the impression that you got a, a beauty and a fashion person and you got to wear clothes from like designers 
and that you got to for those of you at home who can't see jen's face who's listening to the podcast her eyes just like lit up it was like and they give you clothes there's like Jen's fashion. Like maybe I'll go on it so I can get some nice new outfits. Right? Like not even joking. I was yeah. like, well, like you know, I guess like if I don't like the guy, I'm just I'll get the clothes. But that's I found out no. Um, you bring your own clothes, and that you have to have. They they give you a list of what you have to have, and it all has to fit in like two suitcases, and that's it. And I was like, forget it, like. <laughs> You're not going to even give me a dress? Screw Worst you. show ever. Well, let's talk about them coming out of that, of the car. Because I, I mean, I know, so Jen has since informed me that this is like part of the shtick of the show. And perhaps like some of the contestants are told like you have to do something kind of outrageous. Okay. I don't, I think it was Leslie, but I'm not sure. I have, don't do gymnastics in an evening gown. Who did the cartwheel in an evening gown coming out of the car? Um, I want to say her name was Robin. And that Robin. She, she really didn't get much of a spotlight. She didn't. But that one thing was like, honey, even if you're, even if you landed it, it's not a good idea. Like don't, yeah. don't do a cartwheel in an evening gown as a, first meeting like what are you doing there's just so many things that could go wrong you know what it makes me think of and I feel like we should totally like someday do like a five minute video about just this one episode but that episode of friends where Jennifer Aniston is trying to get um the suit guy the guy that keeps buying suits from her to like her and so she like puts on her cheerleading outfit <laughs> and then like tries to take her bra off while she's still wearing the sweater and like does like a cartwheel or a somersault or something in front of him and like a cheer for him and just the whole time you're like literally it's so like cringy. yeah yes it's so cringy you're like please stop please stop like you're Jennifer Aniston just pull it together <laughs> okay well I will say that's spot on because I said oh god please stop throughout this entire episode <laughs> like I just all I have here is uh, written in my notes is bleh bleh like <laughs> all over my notes Og is another one oi oi is in here too barf it's all over my notes it's all like I can't I, so, I I do want to say as like a little side note, commercial break, this episode that, that we watched is a recap of the 2013 season, okay. so seven years ago. And I do wonder, like if we were to watch a, a 2019 or a 2020 episode, I still think there would be cringy moments, but I wonder if like the things that are cringy now are not the same as what was cringy seven years ago because yeah watching this it was just like they were trying so hard oh my god so hard and so hard what? like and it was so there it felt like there was very little if any authenticity in their try like that you know i guess there's not when you're a try hard it's not there's it's not really authentic right but yeah. i mean the the cartwheel and then she doesn't land it was just I don't know what you were thinking, honey. You wear a jumper. Like, wear, like, a really cute... If you're going to do gymnastics, like, don't... We don't wear a dress. I don't know. It was horrible. So that's a no. And then we had Lindsay come out, and I wrote... Because we just reviewed How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I have in my notes, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Show up to the first meeting in your wedding dress. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then.
That's yeah. pretty much how to lose a guy in 10 days. Meanwhile, she made it all the way to the end. Right. And, and kind of like said, like, I wished I hadn't done that. I think I overdid it. I feel silly. Um, and it sounds like, I don't remember this specifically, but it sounds like she might've like had a little too much to drink the first night. Um, yeah, she said champagne was flowing. Yeah. I think that so, was more in the house. Were they getting drunk in the car? Because that might explain the cartwheel. Well, so the, the deal with the first night, I'm sure they do have champagne on the way to the, the mansion, but the deal with the first night is that party is close to like 15 hours long. Wow. So, and it starts in the evening and goes all the way through the middle of the night. And then the rose ceremony is like in the morning. That's really like, like sleep deprivation torture. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's alcohol the whole time. So, you know, because if you watch, like you don't see any of the women like drinking a water. Um, I know no, it's they possible they're having like white, white wine, but really it's like seltzer. Um, but yeah, it, it appears that like they, they are, I, I think there's a drink minimum per hour or a, sorry, a drink maximum oh, okay. like per hour. I'm like a minimum. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but still it's 15 hours. That's a really long time. Yeah. And it's not like 15 hours, like nine in the morning to like midnight. It's like overnight. You know, and, and everyone handles their Hi, you, you disappeared for a second. Everyone handles their I was going to say, I think you froze, but then I couldn't tell if you were back. Sometimes I just sit really still. <laughs> I've had that happen before. People are like, you're frozen. I'm like, no, 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 I'm just listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's torturous. That's another part of, I love these insights that you have. Um, and then Ashley P was the one with the Fifty Shades tie who like got the boot on the first, the first. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, she's like, that was too, oh, he said that that was too strong and like that she came on too strong. So we got rid of her and I was like, that was too strong, but a wedding dress on the first meeting is okay. Like, I don't know. I feel like. Sean loves a good Texas boy. He's, he's going to be more weirded out by the tie than he is the wedding dress. Yes. So. Um, okay. So then the next thing I have is him talking to Leslie. Okay. I have like their side conversation, um, at one point and he says, why are you here? <laughs> this is one of my, one of my blessed. And, and this is like, this goes into that bucket of like things that people should never say to other single people. Like, why are you single? Right. Well, he's like, why, why are you here? Like, why, I guess, why are you on the show? Yeah. And then she like, okay, so there's this moment where she's like, I promised myself I was never going to, I was never going to say this out loud. So I'm thinking like, is it for Insta followers? Like, is it for like, for publicity? Like, is it, what is, what is she not going to say? And she goes, for love. And I was like, yeah. like, yeah. oh shit, you're here for like, oh, come on. This is not how you find love. But also, why is that embarrassing if it's the point of the show? That's why it felt so inauthentic to me. Like, it felt like, like there was this whole wind up. And then, like, love should be supposedly, I guess, the reason that you would want to say. You know, yeah. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for some delivery of, like, 
I lost my job and like, <laughs> I, I'm taking a turn, you know, I figure like maybe I'll get some publicity or some like influencer work this way. Like I was waiting for some delivery and she's like for love and I'm like, shut off. Get out of here. It's so um, clear that you're like a bachelor virgin because all of us are like, okay, yeah, like that's what you say on this show. Or that's like the moment when they would cue the like, oh, trap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she's, so she says, so I wanted to talk about her because she actually is the one who says they're like talking to each other and they don't kiss. And she yeah. says that she's a Southern traditional girl waiting for him to make the first move which we've discussed before, whatever, it's fine how if you're brought up and you're more waiting for him to make the first move and giving him that. But she's, she's not letting on at all. Like there's no eye contact. Like he's sitting here like next to her. If you, you guys can't see me if you're listening on the podcast, but like my hand is next to my face and he's like looking at her face and she's like looking down the whole time. And then she'll like look at him for a second and then like look away. Like yeah. this, isn't, this isn't being coy. This is giving out, this is, passive dating gone bad, which is what we've talked about before, where she's not even just like allowing him to make the first move. She's like putting up blockades, even though they're sitting right next to each other. Like he would have to like grab her face, like somewhat aggressively or like swing his head around in front of her to make anything happen. Right. And, and as much as I think Sean Lowe is like a, a good stand-up guy and he's a, he's a good sort of emblem of the, of the franchise, he said something when this happened that made me go like, oh, Sean. What did he say? Because he said it makes him like her that much more. And so that sells to women who are watching this like, oh, I should do that too and it'll work. But, but it doesn't. And, and, you know, we have to remember this show is completely manufactured for us to get like this moment and Sean is one particular type of man. Um, Sean reminds me very much of, of men and, and guys that I like knew. You know, he's, he's Southern slash Midwestern. He was raised to be the gentleman at all times and to be the one to make the first move, but do so in a way that's respectful of a woman. Sean loves a bit of a unicorn. Like not all men are like that. And a lot of men, when they, when they see a woman acting like that are going to say, she is not interested in me. Sean is in a position where every single one of these women is interested in him. He has an advantage and knows like, oh, she's just being shy. That's cute. If I kiss her one, I know she likes me because she's on the show Two, That's the whole point of the show. So I'm supposed to kiss her. Like, right. It just, it upset me because I think any woman watching that would take cues from that. Yeah, and I think it also explains that when, when we talked before about like passive dating, which is like unempowered dating. So women, you know, waiting for the guy to make the move, that kind of thing. When she said that she's the traditional Southern girl, then it again reinforced for me the fact that we are being raised, and she can say traditional Southern, we're getting these messages like that the nice girl has no power in a relationship. Yeah. That you're either aggressive or a nice girl, that there's nothing else that you can possibly be, which is just, it's just bad information that she was handed. And that you're supposed to sort of succumb to whomever likes you. Yeah, well, this show does that too. It's like, yeah. pick me, pick me. 
Right. right. And like, if he's a complete douche, but he's the one that's fine with you being passive, then like, that's the guy you were supposed to be with. But like, meanwhile, let's talk about the kind of men that are going to be turned on or attracted to a woman who's completely passive. Right. But we have, um, coming up our podcast, you guys can listen to it. It, we haven't actually published it yet at the time that we're recording this, but it will be published before you actually hear this recording, um, is how to know or signs that who you're starting to date is a narcissist. And narcissists love that passivity. They love to come in and like tell you what to do, how to act and just like take control. So it's, it's also not protective to be passive and to, to just fall for the guy who comes and like takes control of the situation. Right. And like going even, I mean, a narcissist is bad enough, but like domestic abuse situation where a woman is, is being um, abused by, by her partner is often because she is passive and he likes that part of her and then is able to eventually take, take advantage of it. Yeah. We are just set up as a gender to mm -hmm. be abused um, and oppressed. And this perception, this um, image of this like good Southern traditional girl being super coy and, you know, not taking up space, not having an opinion, not, right. you know, having a presence lends itself to that oppression. It lends itself to that mistreatment of us. Yeah, and I think to even just like go back to Leslie, I think it it upsets me that much more when it's her because she's like this this woman who's like in politics, so she has opinions, she has a voice, you know, she's she's working with with very strong and powerful people. Which you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, maybe those two are going hand in hand, her dating style and her career, but. You know, it, it's upsetting to watch back because I remember liking Leslie and I still do. I'm, I'm sure she's a wonderful person, but like seeing that the way that she was, she was taught to behave in dating and relationships informs how so many other women are as well, including myself as, as a young woman and the problems it created for me. And problems it created for Leslie on the show because it didn't pan out for her and Sean. Yeah, not that Sean is the ultimate prize, but like, you know, if she had been more empowered, things might have been different. Yeah, and you um, you brought something else when you were just talking about her her career because I didn't know what she did, what her career was, but that also speaks to a lot of the women that we work with because they are extremely powerful and um, self-aware and strong women. And then they find themselves in this relationship where they, they, when they, you know, we've talked about before, like coming out of a relationship and finding yourself again. And that is because you are not holding on. You've been taught to be a certain way in order to quote unquote, get a guy. Mm -hmm. So you pretend that you're somebody else. And then it feels uncomfortable after a while being that way. And then the relationship ends and then you're like finding yourself again. Like if you are a strong person in life, you need someone who can handle a strong person in your relationships. Like this isn't like pretending to be 
somebody else so you can attract a person, you know? Um, So do you have anything else? I mean, then they had the three minute and 16 second kiss, which was like, seriously, you, you needed to show all three minutes and 16 seconds. (laughs) Like we're, this is why the show is three hours freaking long, like unnecessary time. That it was, I didn't need to rewatch it. And, and for the most part, it just looked like two heads smushed together. Like it wasn't. They couldn't really even kiss. They just had it like lock lips and just yeah. And they, but afterwards they both were like, it was so passionate. It was so wonderful. Um, for, for my fellow, uh, ingrained bachelor, you know, nation people, it made me think of the kiss between Carly and Evan. This is going to mean nothing to you, Amy, but there's this couple in bachelor in paradise where the guy was like totally smitten with the girl. And she, I think sort of like went on a date with him out of like kindness slash pity slash, well, what else do I have to do tonight? Hmm. And they had to do this like super, they had to like eat really hot peppers and then kiss. And she again was not into him and he's like so into her and they're kissing and they're showing them talk about it. Like while it's happening on the show. And she was like, it was the worst kiss of my life. And he's like, it was the best kisses of my life. But, and like, she was not into him. Right. And then like two weeks later on the show, they like sort of got together and like, they're married and have kids now. Oh my God. (laughs) So, So watching this like made me think back to them and like how this show tortures its viewers with watching like the most awkward kisses in the face of the earth. That's so interesting. And that, that coupling goes to show that it takes a little while sometimes for, for women to find men attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Carly's such a good example of that idea that, that we teach our clients that like, you don't always know on date one Yeah. or date two, you know, sometimes it, it takes a little bit of time to kind of, you know, get comfortable with yourself have him get comfortable with himself um, to maybe not be eating hot peppers while you're making out for a TV audience. Um, but yeah, it's so, it's just funny. It, it made me think of it. Well, at the end of the three minute and 16 second kiss, they go to a commercial and I'm pretty sure now I didn't rewind it because everything was like crapping out. I mean, I was on Hulu, the internet went down. So then I lost Hulu. And then I was on the regular, like, just watching it just on demand. And then I had to like sit through all the commercials and just nothing was working, but I'm pretty sure they said to apply to the bachelor, go to abc.com slash chastity. I think so. I might be wrong, but I was like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I could be wrong. Wait. Okay. So let's talk about the next like person or topic. And I'm going to go to abc.com. Maybe I'm wrong. No, it's abc.com slash chastity does go, but the content you're looking for is not available. So maybe I'm wrong. Okay. It's gotta be like, what did he say then? Bachelor slash chastity. What about apply? Casting. He said casting. Oh. <laughs> right, right? He had to have said casting. Wait, I applied to the bachelor. bachelor.com slash casting. That's what I'm guessing. 
casting application. Hold on. Um, casting application. But does that sound like chastity? It sounds like it's me. I apologize to everyone. No, I, mean, I almost like maybe. spit out. I'm not, I had nothing in my mouth, but I almost spit something. Cause I was but like, maybe, that is so weird. Maybe it also goes from chastity. I'm gonna Casting see. information or casting could, could have sounded like chast, I don't know. I heard chastity, but okay, good. I'm glad that they are not I like so unaware. better. It I'll should be, be chastity. Let's, let's start an abc.com slash chastity. So when we come back from that commercial break, um, it's Ashley telling Sean that she was adopted when she was six and Sean's crying. Yeah, I don't think I wrote anything about Ashley. Yeah, see, I didn't know where even to focus my attention so because I had never seen it. So you knew where this was going. Well, just, I mean, I, Ashley's fine. I just didn't feel she like- one line. Yeah, there was just not like, this is Ashley F. Um, and she's kind of like, she's like a well-known person in the franchise, but there was nothing in the show that made me say, we got to talk about this. Um, right. I just, I'm just, I was literally just writing as we went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then there was Sarah. Yeah. Um, I, so Sarah was born with one arm. Yeah. Um, I love... I just love that she was there. I love that, or, and, and when they had her back on, like late, when he interviews her later in the show and she talks about what being on The Bachelor did for her, yeah. she said that she, you know, was hiding in dating because of her own hangups with, with thinking that she couldn't be loved because, because she had one arm. Mm -hmm. And that this was like a grandiose, like, I'm coming out and I'm going to do this to like, put myself out there on such like a large scale, but to really just be like, I'm, I'm, I'm presenting myself to the world. Yeah. And that, that was a very positive thing for her and for other people who were watching. And I, I thought that was a really lovely reason. Like if I was, if, if someone were to give me a reason of why they were going on The Bachelor, that's when I can at least buy into. Yeah, I I really like Sarah. She's been on a couple episodes or seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, I think, as well. Um, just like a really wonderful seeming person. Um, she probably still be single. And well, they brought in her boyfriend. Oh, they did. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah. So like when they when they showed them like now where they interviewed them from their homes. Um, oh yeah, Dylan. Dylan, right? I do have the note here. Okay. Um, he seemed great. He actually seemed what I what I loved about her relationship with him is that she she told that story when she was on the date with Sean about how there have been experiences in her life where she's been told she wasn't allowed to do something. Because, right, the zip line story. Yeah, because she like doesn't have um, the right body for whatever risky behavior she would want to engage in. I think it was zip lining. Yeah. Okay. Um, then they were like, sorry, you have to have two arms to zip line. And so the fact that Dylan seems to, I think this show, as she said, like changed her, allowed her to be comfortable with herself. Um, that was really nice to hear. And then Dylan, her, her now boyfriend or fiance or whatever, I'm not sure, um, seems to continue to 
push her and challenge her or at least accept this part of her that's like, I want to do these things. I was limited in my, in my previous life or in my prior experiences and I don't want those limits anymore and how much he supports and embraces that. I, I just absolutely loved that. So that to me was really good to see having known Sarah from, from this season and, and prior seasons. The thing about Sarah that I think just bothers me about the show is that it always felt like she was a token to the show at times. Um, it sometimes felt like they were always, whenever they showed Sarah on screen, they were like reminding you that she was the girl that only had one arm. Like, whereas someone else, they would give you like a this picture of them on the screen, but with Sarah, it, it was like more whole body so that you got the reminder. And that, that used to bother my sister and I, because it was like, she's more than just that. She is. And I, right. And I think I, my focus was more on like what she got out of it. Yeah. Than what, how the camera crew, director, producers utilized it. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know, like I said, I didn't see the whole season, but I felt like her positivity coming out of it and what it did for her, um, seemed really great. Yeah, she's good PR for the show and she's a good person and it appears that she's happy and she's found a relationship that seemingly works for her, which we are all about. Yeah, and sorry, hold on one second. I'm, I'm texting while I'm talking. You're fine. Um, so yeah, and we, and we were talking earlier, so an article came out that we were talking about before we actually got on here about the way that the producers have, or the cast, the casting crew or the casting producers have handled who they pick and why they pick them for the show. And it's not good. It's not good news. It's mm -hmm. not positive. You know, you don't, the article particularly with this particular article was about um, the lack of like, ethnicity or like varying degrees of ethnicity besides now they they just cast right the first um black male lead right um but they don't want they've talked to one of the casting um former casting producers came forward saying that that there were definitely regulations that you couldn't have anybody who was too ethnic looking like you know you really had they really wanted a certain type to be on the show yeah. um and when they picked somebody who had some kind of varying ethnicity besides like the typical like Barbie dollish white girl, skinny white girl, um, it was just to appease the viewers. So they were like, it was like still, it wasn't, it wasn't actually a great mix, you know? Yeah, it often, and I remember watching, um, for, for years and it was like, it was sort of a, I don't, I don't wanna call it a running joke, but it's like you would comment on the fact that there were only two or three people of color on the show and that would they even make it past the first night? Right. It, it, it was such a part of the, the viewing experience that like you commented on it season after season, like, Okay, well, they seem great, but like they're probably not going to make it that far. 
Like that was the impression. Yeah. I um, yeah. And it's important, you know, when we were, it's important to note that. So I don't doubt from, from the track record that we've been, you are aware of, and I'm hearing of with the bachelor mm -hmm. in terms of how they pick and choose. I'm sure that they did pick and choose her to check off some sort of box, right. To, right. to appease some, as they called it, air quotes, appease some group of, of what, of people who are watching or to, to feel as if they've covered their bases, mm -hmm. um, maybe as a token to go back to, but we cast, but we cast Sarah, you know, like that kind of thing. So right. we're, and, and we're not we, giving kudos to the bachelor casting or like the, the bachelor producers, but I think for Sarah's own journey, yeah. Being on The Bachelor was something that, and she could have done this in different ways, but being on The Bachelor did something for her. And I think it does do something, or at least how she's utilized this has, has very much potentially done thing, done positive things for other women or other people who have certain, um, I don't want to say necessarily a disability, but have, have things going on that maybe they would think that because I have this, which is what we've coached on, because I have this or I don't have this, I'm not going to be able to find love, which is just not true. It is a story that we tell ourselves, but there are so many different people out there that you can match with, that there is somebody out there who will love you no matter what that thing is. You just have to own it and go out there and, and believe it to be true. And then you, you find that return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree that like hearing Sarah's perspective now really did allow me to appreciate the role that she has played in, in the show. Yeah. So from there, um, is when Tiara comes in. Yeah. Um, and she is described as the woman everyone hated. Oh, was she? That's so interesting. Okay. Um, so her first meeting, so Tiara's supposed to be the woman, the, the, the crazy woman, right? Yeah. Um, and There's always one on every season. There is? Okay. So that's the token crazy person. At least one. Sometimes there's two. Okay. Good to know. Um, <laughs> as I go forward into this franchise and, and watch more of it. Um, so she starts off with like her first introduction is this, this open heart ring tattoo on her finger. Um, and she wrote, I hope you'll be the guy to complete it. And I wrote barf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because we, we've talked about the, it, she's a whirlwind of emotion. And I feel like Sean gets swept up into that emotion. And we usually talk about it the other way, like the guy being the whirlwind that a woman gets, you know, wrapped up and then you have to kind of watch for those kinds of things because mm -hmm. that kind of energy that you feel doesn't last, like doesn't stay positive for very long, right? So he says that he felt sparks in the beginning with her. Sean had some token lines, I have to say. I didn't expect, he said some things like over and over again, like, like, I'm gonna bust, I'm gonna totally mess them up now. But he says something like, um, I didn't expect that I would fall this hard for you. Like, oh, you're right, you got it. Like, 
to multiple women. Like, and that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like watching that back, if I was Catherine, I'd be like, seriously, you said that line to her too? <laughs> like, You're right. We yeah. did say that several times. Like I'm, I'm amazed by, I never thought I would have fallen this hard for you. Like he says it to, it's Lindsay, right? Who he, who's the last yes. two people standing. So he says it to Lindsay and then Catherine walks up and he says the same shit's Catherine, but it ends happy as opposed to with Lindsay. And then it's happy. Um, so, um, I have here, Tiara doesn't trust anyone. And I wrote, is that her fault or the show's fault? I mean, yeah, she agreed to come on the show, but it's like, I wouldn't, you literally know that everybody there is going for the same guy. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a, it's a very good point. I, I jotted down that like, and, and this is a, a trope of The Bachelor is that there's always a woman that like the other women have a problem with, and then that ends up being her downfall for whatever reason, the fact that all the women are like, no, you, you kind of suck, um, ends up being the reason that it doesn't work out. Uh, except for maybe one or two shows where that woman ends up being the, the winning contestant slash the fiance. Um, and that last? what does that do those relationships last? I don't think, I don't think any of the ones that I'm thinking of have lasted. So I know that when you watched this the second time this week, yeah. you were saying that you were trying to watch it, watch Tiara with like an open mind. Yeah. So when I first watched, like Tiara comes off, I think the way she came off to you, which is just like over the top. Um, I, I get a little sense of like privilege and... Um, sort of entitled of like, I mean, I hate to say it, but like to me, her name is Tierra and it makes me think like princess. Mm -hmm. And and that that's kind of how she's been raised that like, well, of course everyone loves me. And I don't understand why all these women wouldn't, wouldn't support what I'm going through, forgetting the fact that the 24 other women there are also going through the same thing. Right. Um, and you know, her her line of like, my family told me that I have a sparkle and don't ever let anyone dim my sparkle. Like that is a, if you watch this series, that is like a line that you know, because it just feels so random in the moment. Right. Um, and then Ashley Frazier being like, go back to your cot. Um, yes. Like it's just, it's such good TV. <laughs> but so this time I was, when I saw, I was like, oh, this is Tierra season. I was like, okay, this time try to watch from a completely neutral perspective because maybe there's something about what Tierra is doing that's actually really good um, that we can talk about, that like she got a bad edit. Right. Um, and so I was watching and I, and you know, she falls down the stairs and I was like, okay, but is there a chance that she could have actually fallen down the stairs? I feel I mean, like she fell down the stairs. I okay. Like you think so that I, actually happened? I think she fell down the stairs, but I, I don't think that she hit her head or okay. she didn't hit her head severely enough to be put on a gurney and to, you know, she got off the gurney yeah. before they actually took her in, but like, she, the, the way that she acted that she, she probably felt embarrassed and didn't, you know, that she yeah. fell down the stairs. And then it's like, 
people are going to laugh at me if I just get up. So I'm going to make it into like a, you need to feel sorry. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Go ahead. She felt really, um, like you said, like really, whether it's privileged or like she, I was saying to Jen when we were texting about this, like it was very like baby of the family, you know, like, like second child, if you only have two. So like the baby of the family bullshit, like it's stuff that I used to pull when I was little too. Like I'd be playing tag with my brother and all my older cousins and I knew I couldn't win. So I'd fake an injury so I could get out of a losing situation. Right. I would, and I would do, and I was the only girl also. So I pulled a lot of stuff. So like attention was brought, was, was put on me. Cause I didn't know how to like, I didn't play well with others you know, when I was really, well, at least not with the boys, right? I, I wasn't, didn't uh-huh. want to play with, whatever. So this felt like that. Like, like, yes, I'm sure that the, the polar bear thing was cold, but to keep the spotlight on her, she made it like she had this like hypothermia and like, I mean, this is not what you do when you have, this is not what you do. The, your hands don't, I'm shaking my hands back and forth, but I could do this right yeah. now. Like, yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, I, I, re- I was thinking, like, okay, well, is there a chance that she did get hypothermia? Like, again, trying to play this, like, don't just re-ascribe the, the original feelings you had about her. Again, like, look at her from a neutral perspective. And, but I agree, like, it's not hard to make sure that your mascara runs and that you're chattering. Like, you can fake doing that. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. Um, the one thing I will say in her favor is that she has stayed out of and refused to go back in the spotlight. Like she yeah, I also think she, she would have not been asked softball questions. Like... Perhaps, but if she, if she indignantly was like, no, I was demonized on the show and that's, you know, there, there are definitely plenty, plenty of housewives to go back to my favorites, um, who, you know, are, are villainized and they can't stay away from the spotlight and they're always trying to prove themselves. So the fact that it's been, you know, what are we on seven years since Mm -hmm. this season aired and she, she wouldn't, you know, she could be playing victim at home and maybe that's her spotlight now. So like she you know, um, I read a little bit, I, I Googled her cause I was like, did she completely disappear? Um, and the last thing that I read was that she had a fiance and then they broke okay. it off. Oh. And then it was somebody she was dating, I think before the show. Okay. And then they had it, she, they got engaged and they broke it off and then they got back together and then they broke it off again over this course of like, I think it was upwards of like nine years. Oh my god. There's a lot of getting back together and and breaking it up, which does is not a good sign. Yeah, I mean no, it's not. I the the other thing about Tierra is like her exit, you know, she blames the other women for why yeah. she's leaving and she can't take responsibility. And meanwhile, I think Sean happens to handle the the saying goodbye, like with a lot of dignity. He in no way tries to like shame her or anything, but but you know, it 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 just it's frustrating to see someone not be self-aware at all of like how their actions might have led to what occurred. I think Sean's reaction to Tierra, if we are giving a purpose for 
um, for her being there, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it revealed, to me, I felt like it revealed a lot about his character. Like he never like lost his temper with her. He was always gentlemanly and yeah. gentlemanly. I don't think I've ever used, is that a word? Um, yeah. I think every episode I ask you if what I said is a word. But he's, <laughs> that should be our new like chug your beer. Yeah, like he um, chug your beer like a gentleman. Every time I say gentleman, or every time I make a word. Um, so she like she shows up outside his room one time and she's hysterically crying and saying how hard this is. And I and I wrote down get a real problem. Like these are not real fucking problems. You're on The Bachelor. Also, why are you crying? Happens. Like like that why every season? Right. Well, there are are there people in the world who have real freaking problems. This is not one of them. Okay, I'm just sorry. It's not a real thing. But he's he was very like um, even keel with her. Mm -hmm. There was no he. Ne we never see him talking down to her or like getting annoyed with her. Which I think you need to be a saint to not talk down, like to not get annoyed with her. She was annoyed. Right, and and we don't know how much the scene was manipulated. Like there right. might have been a producer that that took Sean aside and was like whatever you do don't say blank blank and blank you know like we, right. we have no idea um, like listen she she's kind of spiraling but but show america how great you are <laughs> right um but she she does she does these things and every time she does them so it's nice that that sean stays even keeled but every time she does them sean comes a running like yeah she falls down the stairs she gets extra time with sean she right. gets hypothermia supposedly she gets extra time with Sean like it's like it's like the whining kid that you give a cookie to every time they whine you're like he won't stop whining well you keep giving him a freaking cookie yeah, every time he thinking, whines I was just thinking like with your younger sibling uh analogy like that that's why it works because you you keep giving that younger sibling like exactly what they want they're going to keep doing that behavior knowing that they're going to get the outcome that they want right it's 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 a, it's a, it felt like a desperate need for attention mm -hmm. for her. Like she needs yeah. to be seen. So putting, being, putting her in a house with 24, 25 other women, when they all have their own personalities and their whatever would be like death. It would feel like death to her. So she had to do things to like still be seen in that setting. And that's where we got her like pouting around the house and not engaging with any of the women and, and, being really like melodramatic about any potential injury she had that she made it so much bigger than it actually potentially was. Yeah. And it's really more of a, of a very elongated temper tantrum because she's put into a pool with all these other women and she's not standing out the way that she is accustomed to be. Correct. So, um, yeah. That's so maybe don't let Tiara into your sorority. <laughs> gonna cause shit um but we all had girls in our sororities or girls in our friend groups who mimic this kind yeah. of per behavior yeah and I, I mean like i said there were times where i can pinpoint in my life where i did stuff like this i just it didn't play out on national television and yeah. I don't have the world then demonizing me because of it, but I, we've all had moments where, you know, <laughs> um, and my, my brother would attest to my like 
you know, flipping a board game or two when I was losing or- Oh my God, you know, you're so, Teresa, is it Judice? Is that how you say the last name? Judice or Judice, I think I've heard it both ways, but yes. Oh. I was, yeah, flipping board games when I'm losing to like, cause everyone was older than me and they were obviously Wait, smarter than me. Was that Teresa or was that Danielle? It was Teresa. Okay, it was Teresa, okay. But maybe Danielle caused her to... Well, caused her, yes. It was a fight with Danielle that led her to do that. But it, you know, can anyone cause you to flip a table? I mean, <laughs> true, true, true. True, true, true. Um, <laughs> although Danielle, we're going to... Oh, I could talk for hours about them. So um, then I have Desiree was next. Yeah. Um, not much to really say there. Yeah, and I feel like actually with Desiree, the thing that came up with Desiree, we're going to be able to talk about with other episodes. This is the family. So Desiree is the one where the brother, and I was like, yeah, I feel like if I were an older brother, I would have the same freaking question. question. So calling Sean like a playboy or whatever. And it's like, yeah, he's a upstanding citizen or whatever. We like Sean. He seems nice. But like, I mean, not to get... Mm, my brain went somewhere. I'm like, should I say this out loud or should I not say this out loud? But like, you know, when you say like someone's a really nice guy and he's a politician, you also have to take into account what he had to do to get how high up he is as a politician. It's like, how nice is he really? You know, so it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, Sean seems like a nice guy. And, and listen, we even saw him with his three kids and he still seems like pretty even keel and kind and everything. Um, I don't think it's necessarily, but he had to, he also had to like go through this thing where he was supposedly being super genuine, but when you're genuine and you're kind and you're authentic, you do take into account that you're talking to people, you know, I don't know. He just agreed to be in a situation which was kind of shitty, but it worked out for him. So. Well, I think like, I, th I think the problem I have with this is like the brother's problem is with the show, not really with Sean. Sean right, and even with the sister, even with Desiree, you know, the problem is also with her probably having agreed to go on the show. She even says that they're not, they, they are not close, that they yeah. were never close and that he, right, he has a beef with the, with the show, but we saw that too on Love is Blind. Like yeah. some families were like, no, I'm not participating in this ridiculous thing that you're doing to supposedly find love. Like we're not coming to your wedding. This is bullshit. We're not going to play this out on, on television with you. Like, there was just a refusal, which is a choice, yeah. you know? Um, well, the, the funny thing is, is like Desiree then ended up being the Bachelorette the next season and like got married from the show. So like what the brother saw as like complete, you know, like, oh, I, you're a playboy. Like his, his sister was the playgirl the next season. Right. And she clearly was not going to him for like brotherly advice, as she said. She was like, it's not, right. he's not who, you know, we do not have that kind of relationship. But there you go when we talk about like when, you know, and we were saying this, what, what are the flaws in the premise of the show? It being so forced and having to introduce someone to your family that quickly, I do believe that the way that the brother reacted to Sean was most likely a deciding factor in him ending things with Desiree. Yeah. And she didn't really get to prompt him or it, I guess it didn't sound like they're like, listen, my brother's not going to accept you, but we're not going to really see him that much. You know, like it, it, like there were some things like it was just because she had to introduce them 
at that point. Now, it would have been probably a little bit of a pain to have a brother like that that becomes your brother-in-law, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It was a little too soon to invite your family in, but it sounds like the contestants don't have a choice. It was family day. Yeah, it's it's required. It's yeah. the last four contestants. He meets the families. Right. Do they meet his family? Yeah, the last two contestants meet his family. So has anyone ever met his family, met the family and been like, no, I don't want to do this? Has anyone ever walked? Yeah. Yeah, there have been people who walk. Um, I, re- I don't, I can't, and again, I haven't watched every season. I can't think of anyone walking that, that far in. The, okay. the most I remember is maybe someone when there were only like six people left, someone would walk. Okay. But but our our listeners and viewers might might know better. Yeah, so let us know if you know anyone who gets closer to the end and then is like, no, thank you. There have even been people who leave and then come back. Oh my god. Okay. Like <laughs> it's weird. So then they come back and they're like, um, the host, whatever his name is, what's his name? Who hosts the show? Uh, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. He keeps asking his son how he's doing, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, Chris um, is like cringy on, on his own. Yeah, I, <laughs> whole other episode to talk about. Um, but he goes, which woman? Which woman will Sean choose? And I and I wrote Barf next to it. Um, and then Catherine says, I'm so attracted to you. And Sean states that he's worried she is putting him in a friend zone. I hope you're not putting me in the friend zone. Like there's something, some banter or discussion about that. And she's like, no. Um, and then she talks about her dad, dad's suicide attempt. We definitely get like, um, at least what they showed in this, in this recap, like we do get them like doing cartwheels and like, you know, running around and sliding and sledding and like having fun and being active together, which was cute. And then they kind of try to show this like more like depth, which needs to be like darkness. Like you need to have darkness in your life to have depth, apparently. So that's that's an interesting. That is something that we get shown over and over again, which we've uncovered and talked about in other like movies that we've reviewed. You know, yeah. to I think have it, like, a depth to you, you have to be hurt. Yeah, I think also. I mean, Catherine is is a real person and therefore not some like screenplay character. Um, but she is one of the only ones in this particular season that I think really lets him in about certain things. Um, at least from what I can remember from this recap, um, I guess Ashley F did about her, um, adoption, but, and, and oftentimes that is rewarded on the show. Um, but, and, and, and I said this before we started recording, Catherine just comes off as a very genuine, authentic woman. Um, there were times where she made some, some comments or statements that she's so sort of shocked that a man like Sean would be with someone like her. And I think, although women may have thought that um, or do think that, um, it's it's it is somewhat endearing from Catherine because she's stunning, um, you know, and she's light and she's fun. She's she's the kind of woman you watch on screen and you're like, I could be friends with her. Right. Um, well, yeah, and her her surprise was because she had talked about how she had been critiqued for her weight 
and how she eats for a lot, a large portion or for a portion of her life where that's kind of gotten embedded in her. Yes. So she has a lot of insecurities around her body image. Well, on the show, she's like, this is the most that I've ever worn a bathing suit ever. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like tiny on the show. So that, you know, just as a side note shows the, the depth in which there's like, when we get messages when we're younger about what we look like or what we're doing and what we're doing is good or bad. And women get this and incessantly around how they're eating or what their physical body is looking like. You know, they get, it's like people get, have the right to come in and critique them for their well-being, And we don't acknowledge how far that, how deeply that cuts into a person's self image yeah. um, to the point where she is, and I don't know what she was doing to be that thin, but didn't appear to, you know, have any sort of fluctuation in her weight. And meanwhile, it was, you know, that was very, very on the surface for her. It was very um, raw and real for her to describe to the point where she's saying that somebody like Sean, which I think she was really talking more about what he physically looked like than about his personality, would never be with somebody like her. So her internal mirror was askew. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a lot of, from her specifically, a lot of comments about Sean's appearance, about her appearance, um, you know, in, in defense of her own assessment of herself, her own body image, I, you know, I, we've made mention oftentimes that, you know, I'm, I'm relatively tall, I'm relatively thin, but like I have, I have serious body image issues and, and you know them, we've talked about them. I've, I've drawn you pictures of them, but you know, you put me in a room with 25 other women and we're all having to wear bathing suits. I I'm talking about my insecurities because I don't know what else to do with them. Um, I will say that what I will say in response to that is that I feel as if the women who get through life without having body image issues in the culture that we live in, in the society that we live in, um, are anomalies. There are very few women who do yeah. not have an internal critique where they, they outweigh their worth based mm -hmm. on what they particularly look like, right? Physically look like. Um, yeah. and, and that their internal voice is not a positive one, it is a negative one. That is the norm to go right. through life and have a positive body image and, and feel good about yourself, you, I feel like you, you got past numerous firing squads unscathed, which is not likely to happen in our yeah. society. Yeah. And it goes to show that we all, we all have it. I mean, I have, you know, I have clients who you would never know and they're going through, and that's why I was saying if she, it was so, when she opens up, like when I, I'm trying to say carefully when I'm saying like, she had a great body in her bathing suit. I don't know what she did to get there. I don't know what she did to herself in order to be able to go on the show and look the way that she, she did. And, and when I say great, I even hate saying great, but like, according to societal standards, she was able to pass in a bikini and walk around. And I wasn't like, oh damn, she shouldn't be in a bikini. Or I didn't think mm -hmm. that, that the world would feel that way. But you know, 
what we look like on the outside and what's going on internally on the inside are often not matched. Well, and this is something you said before we started recording, like this show doesn't include women who don't look, you know, TV ready in bikinis. Yep. Those well, women yeah, are on so, this show. Right. When we're talking about equality or who we're bringing on casting, and I didn't want to like overshadow the conversations that we're having now, but you do not see curvy women on these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's across most of the coupling shows. So like Love is Blind, Too Hot to Handle, and The Bachelor, you know, um, franchise. You just don't see that. And there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to be said. Like, yes, they, you know, it's all great that they cast, um, Sarah, mm-hmm. but Sarah was also skinny and blonde and white, mm-hmm. right? So that's acceptable. But if you're curvy and or have like a real definite ethnicity and then you're missing an arm, like that's too much for us to handle. Like we can't, let's not, let's not cross that right. line, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And I think it would also be revealing to see where the roses go if you were to include those people and how what we would be feeling about Sean if he had if if there were there were more body shapes and more ethnicities on I mean it would just it would be interesting it would be a lot of pressure but it would yeah. be interesting um so so we have oh so Catherine says for the past three and a half years I haven't been open with anybody um and he says again, the spark between me and Catherine is undeniable. I'm like, you said that about four other people on the show. You had a spark with, T- you said the word spark with Tierra. You said the word spark with, I think with Lindsay also. Like he keeps using the word spark. I'm like, get a new word. Um, frost. <laughs> I feel frosted. Um, to go back to how to lose a guy in 10 days. I really hope one of these contestants on this show does use frost as their frost yourself frost totally frosty when i'm with you (laughs) so then um right so i wrote down that she was made fun of because she was told that she was chubby and that she ate too much so she actually comes out and says that um and then there's Lindsay. Yeah. So we find a little bit about her background. Like she's, she's an army quote unquote brat. Um, yeah. And she goes, family means a lot to me. And Sean goes, me too. And she goes, oh, you too? I'm like, that's something to be shocked about? That family means a lot to him too? Or that he said that? It's like, it goes back to like that when- I drink water, water. you do? You did? She was like shocked. I go, oh! Family means a lot to you? Are you well, serious? Also, like this is supposed to be a family show. So of course everyone on here says family right. means so much. Do you also love your friends? Are friends important to you too? Oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. Do you drink water? Oh, <gasps> oh my god, you drink water too? We're like twins. Wait, are you, you should get married. 
right now that your heart is beating because mine <laughs> is beating. Wait, um, do you have two eyeballs? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you serious? I, um, I mean, like what we're making fun of right now is kind of how I felt about the edit of Lindsay the whole time. Um, I never felt authenticity to me. Yeah. I wrote, always shtick. It's like, but yeah. it was the same thing when we went back before when we were talking about um, Leslie, when she was like, I'm going to tell you the truth. And she like rolls like that whole, yeah. like, I'm just talking and trying to act really super interested in what you're saying mm -hmm. and just like gazing at, like it was the, almost the opposite where it's just like, I'm going to do all these things that I'm supposed to do to give you the signs that like, that you, to get you to like me. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't, there wasn't an authenticity there. Um, I wrote down five quotes of Lindsay's and for every single one of them, I was like, this shows me she's not ready. What for are they? First one, uh, when I fall in love, I fall head over heels and give everything to that person. Blech. Okay, that's not love. Right, you don't like, give everything. You lose yourself in the process of being in love. You don't give them everything. You save some for yourself because that's what they fall in love with. Right. And the, the next one was when I started out this journey, I didn't know what I wanted and I was insecure. And I've grown into a strong, independent woman, and I'm more secure. Did she, when did she say that? She said that as she was walking up to get to 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 be broken up with. Oh, so, <laughs> so when she started the journey, but now that she spent six to eight weeks in a house with no outside distraction, with twenty four other women who are vying for the same guy's attention, now she's secure. Um, well, and now she's independent. Which is bullshit. It's just that she made it that far. So she felt secure. These are all things that she's telling herself because she thinks he's going to propose to her. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, it was like, well, you're not more independent because it was like other things she was saying allowed me to know she was not independent. Um, and if she didn't know what she wanted six weeks ago, she hasn't had books, TV, social media, friends, family, any connection with the outside world, how is she more secure with what she wants now? She's only been given one person. Yeah, I think she, this is a, an example of, they already decided who they wanted. They had to decide without even knowing who he was and then he has to pick them. Yeah. So it's that forced passivity. So she's feeling all confident because it appears as if he's going to pick her. Yeah. That's why she's feeling so secure. Supposedly, yeah. and that's not what secure means. Right. You don't so, grow security. I mean, you can you can absolutely, without books or outside influence, sit in a room and do some real deep soul searching and really get in touch with who you are, but that's not what was happening here. She's right. vying for the attention of a guy over these other women, and she thinks that she's accomplished that, and that made her feel secure in who she was because she was getting his attention. Yeah. Right. She said these two kind of, get wrapped up together, but they show me she's not ready. She says, today is the day I get engaged. Mm -hmm. That was like her walking up. Like it was a, it was a done deal because how could it not be? Right. Um, but then in, in like 
maybe a breath later, she says, my heart will be totally shattered. And, you know, it's like, I look, I haven't been on this show, but like, we very much coach that like, you should be a whole person wanting to date and, and be in a relationship with another whole person. And that although breakups are, are awful, um, no one gets shattered. No one loses completely who they are into a million little pieces by, by the process of a breakup. Um, and again, I'm kind of really leaning into her words here because I'm- Well, there's you know. more, there's more. She says earlier, I want to look across the room and you know exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. I want you to mind read. <laughs> right. Then she also says, I definitely have those butterflies. <laughs> Run. Um, and then Sean says, Lindsay and I have the perfect balance of being playful and romantic. And then she says, I'm so happy because he likes me. And then she says, um, she does say, I don't want to regret taking the chance. Like she wants, she'd rather go all out. Mm -hmm. and let it not end up in her favor, then regret not putting, being all in, which I, I can stand behind that. Like you can't, yeah. you don't want to have walls up. But then she wrote, Sean is my everything. And I wrote, oh. <laughs> oh my God, you caught so many that I didn't, but like. I was, it was a stream of them leading up to yeah. the not, and not happening. And then Sean, so she comes up, she thinks definitely, she's like, I'm feeling calm, but I'm excited. And Sean's speech was like the longest fucking speech. I was like, are you pulling her hair out strand no, they, by strand? It was like, yeah, they usually are. It's like whoever they're not going to say yes to, they say so much more to. And, right, it's, and like, it's like the kid, right? Who's coming yeah. in to confess doing something shitty. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know how you, I love you. And, <laughs> you know, and then he like follows her out. She's, and she keeps yeah. saying, it's okay. It's okay. Like she's telling, she's, now it's got flipped where she's calming him down. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Um, okay. Well, you don't have to tell him it's okay. And then she said to him, was it me? Yes. This oh. was it ready. Like, was it me? What did I do wrong? That's yeah. like, no, honey, you didn't sit here. Um, except for not being completely authentic and, and thinking this is a fairy tale. Um, and she goes, in the car, she says, I know this feeling. I felt it a hundred times. I feel like an idiot. Once again, you fall in love and they don't want a future with you. This is, and then I wrote, this is the hurt that will turn into a block and an, and an unhelpful story if you're not on guard, right? If you start telling yourself the story that this is, I always fall and the guy always hurts me, your mm -hmm. brain is gonna start clicking together like, how do I make this not happen again? Well, don't fall, don't be, don't give yourself. But when I look back on it, she's telling herself kind of what Gigi told herself, like. I'm giving all myself to you. I have these butterflies, it's a fairy tale. Like, that's not genuine. Right. That's not giving yourself. That's, that's acting like you are, according to the movies that you watched when you were younger, but it's not actually giving of yourself. Like giving of yourself is saying the shit that, that he might not want to hear. Right, but knowing that, that if this connection is right, you two will stick right. through. That's what, yes, that is what the genuine, it's not telling somebody else exactly what they want to hear. It's telling them what is true and having like scary conversations. Like when Catherine said, I was called chubby when I was little, it was really like a, 
hey, honey, like this might not stay here. Like, you're going to stick around with me? Like, even if my body shape changes throughout our lifetime, like, are, are, are we thicker? Like, are we tighter than that? Right. You know, it's, she didn't come out completely and say it, but, it, but I, we didn't hear every conversation that they had, but the fact that she exposed that about herself does, should click into his head. It's like, what am, you know, am I going to stick around? Yeah. Um, but Lindsay is happy. We had an update with her. Um, her kids are there. She's married to Carl. Um, her kids were hilarious. I don't know. I felt like, I mean, I haven't seen her since the show. It felt like I didn't recognize her at first, but like from her affect and hearing her talk, like I was like, yeah, that's her. Right. And I mean, it's great that like, I'm glad that she found happiness. I, you know, it seems like there was some self like reflection or whatever, and she moved forward, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, and which is what we always say, like, even if we're picking apart somebody on the show, it's like them right now, you know, and, and as I reveal when we're talking about stuff, things that I did when I was younger, I just, I don't do the same things now. I, we grow and evolve as human beings. So like, yeah, you know, the same thing could be true with Tiara. Tiara could have learned, I mean, I don't want to judge, but hearing that she's had a fiance that she keeps going back to over and over again feels worrisome to me that she like deserves someone better or someone someone that she actually like she doesn't really mesh with I don't know but I again I have no details to really say that but we don't know what kind of soul searching she's done and I can understand not wanting to walk back into that lion's den well if I had to watch back my dating history on tv I would be cringing at myself yeah. so you know th there is this piece that we're using this for the sake of helping someone else not to tear down the people that have so kindly put themselves up for our viewing yeah. pleasure. But yeah, I mean, we, we all do and say things in relationships that we, you know, like would hate to, to re-experience. Um, but I just felt like watching Lindsay in her um, experience on this show, like, it didn't feel like they they were a good match because I don't know that she was willing to put herself completely out there for him. Right. Yeah, agreed. So then we get to Catherine and we know that he's going to pick her. Mm -hmm. uh, she writes a note to him. Does that always happen? It happens on occasion. I, I would say almost every season someone they give gifts the day before, like the proposals. Okay. Um, I don't know that they're always reading the letter right before the, the proposal. Well, I guess, did Lindsay write him a note and we just didn't see it? It's possible. Okay. So then we know that he's gonna pick her. He has a really long speech again. You never cease to amaze me. He has a lot of those like bullshit lines when you're like, you're just saying something. Like when I was like younger and I would write like papers for like English, I would have like these sentences that didn't really make sense, but they sounded really good and they were really just bullshit. Like he has a lot of those like spark. Um, you never cease to amaze me. I was surprised at how much I fell for you. Why? Why are you surprised? Like, I don't know. That's, that, that sounds like a half-assed compliment. But anyway, he just seems, you know what it is? Like he seems very, he seems very sweet. However, his intellect is not 
apparent. He doesn't come off as like the most, and, and again, like this is probably me, I don't want to criticize Sean. I don't really know him, but like, he doesn't seem like the smartest person I've ever met. He doesn't lead with his way. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Again, and it's with the speech, like, like, can you put any more cliches into your speech? Like, I'm waiting for him to be like, you never cease to amaze me, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. <laughs> I never cry over spilled milk. Um, I got the whole cow, but I, I want to buy the farm anyway. Like, what? You know, it's just, it's just very cliche-y. Um, and then he gets on one knee and her face is really cringy. I said, there was something about her face. I don't remember now. And then I was like, how long have they known each other? Does this always end with a proposal, which you now clarify for me does not. Um, Catherine said, I've never been so comfortable with myself and somebody else in my whole life. You are my best friend. And I said, that's a good thing to be looking for. Yeah. Someone who you are best friends with, who you're very comfortable to be your actual self with. Cause guess what? You guys are going to be living together and he's going to see a bunch of shit. I do feel like they are one of the couples where like the, them coming together in the end did make sense because that's kind of how the relationship started is like, they were just having so much fun together. Yeah. And I, and I was saying to Jen, like, it makes sense that for this series, for this season of recaps, that they would choose this season first. Yes. Because it was definitely a thumbs up kudos to the Bachelor um, franchise to say, look at all the wins we got from this season. Like, look how many yeah. people are happily married with children, you know, from either people from this season or from other seasons within our franchise. It was a lot of like, it was a lot of wins. And it makes sense, again, strategically that they would choose to start with Sean Lowe's season. Yeah, I think when I originally heard they were doing this, I was thinking, okay, so and I could like name in my head who they were going to show because it's all the ones that are still together. Um, but they're not doing that because this next week is Caitlin Bristow's season. So it's it's apparent to me. Yeah, you're like, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but okay, that's good. I, I'm hoping that there'll be more. I'm hoping there'll be some more drama. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're not only going to show the like raving success that led to marriage with 2.5 kids and a dog. Yeah, um, because as much as like, you know, it's nice to see and there's some positivity. And again, people, and this is, this goes again to like, no, no blanket statements. Like you'll never hear us say like, nobody can find love by being on The Bachelor. We will say that your odds are lower than just like actually living in the real world and just dating in accordance yeah. to like some tenants that, that, that we teach our clients, you know, just being open. No blanket statements are true all the time, but we've equated it when we were talking about love is blind, we were talking about how, um, yes, you can find love on love is blind. Yes. You can find happiness through the show love is blind in the way that they did it, but it'd be the equivalent of like, yes, you can, you can make it to the other side of the highway with a, with a blindfold on. However, it's probably not the smartest way. Right. And it probably, it doesn't increase your chances to survive crossing a highway to put a blindfold on, right? So that is the same thing here. You could definitely find love. And there is something about when you are, there's a growing, and you, you see this with people on, I've talked about Survivor earlier, but you see this with people 
who are on shows like this, like reality shows, they've experienced something pretty intense together. And they become like a family because the outside world, especially when the outside world comes, becomes super judgy of them, they get each other to a different level. Yeah, they know? band together. Right. So they, they speak a similar language, they've experienced similar things, and, and that's how people from perhaps the Bachelor franchise will end up together also because they've just experienced this kind of, like yeah. living in a fishbowl, you know, that Truman Show kind of life, you know, where they're in the spotlight and, you know, and it's also mutually beneficial perhaps if, they, if their goal is to be influencers, like yeah. to have a story where they end up with the, with somebody else within the franchise. Right, more people are going to like you and follow you if that's the case. Right, or at least talk about you, whether or not they like you. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's all I've got to say about it. I mean, B-Card cashed in. I now have watched, not the entire season, but whatever, I'm only doing these recaps. I do not have enough, my time is devoted to my, my, uh, my, your ladies. My ladies. Your housewives. Yes, my housewives. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to kind of see what comes up for us as we continue to watch these season recaps. And it's possible that certain seasons will be ones that I didn't watch. So I will not be uh, able to come on with like a background knowledge of, of kind of what went down. Um, so I'm excited to, to kind of see what, what's helpful for our listeners and viewers of like how these people are portrayed and how, you know, the, the process to find love and the most dramatic rose ceremony ever is going to kind of allow us to, to chat and vibe. Right. So the plan right now, because we do our reviews on Fridays, is that we're going to be reviewing The Bachelor um, this, this recap season of the best bachelors ever. If we do get to a certain number of reviews and we're like, we are just repeating ourselves and there's really nothing to go on here, we might pivot. Yeah. You know, we don't want, we want to make sure we're bringing you decent content and not just doing it for the sake that we, we said we were going to do it. Um, and we, we will let you know if that's, that's a choice, but if, if new content keeps coming up and we, we have new things to talk about and, you know, we just kind of enjoy delving into what's going on, then that is basically the plan, um, for the next handful of reviews is going to be these bachelors. So if you guys are bachelor fans, um, check back in next Friday where we'll have the next week reviewed. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm excited. Have a great night or day or whatever time. And we'll speak to you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Successful Single Female. Check out our website at www.successfulsinglefemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful Single and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.